Oh, I like your house. Oh, it's my brother's house. But do you see the monster behind me? It's my niece's scary monster. So she's not allowed to come, she's not allowed to come in the room because there's a monster in here. <laughs> okay. Just letting you just letting you guys know we we're recording that part of the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, it's good to see you guys, man. It's crazy, like you know how the weeks and months just flew by, and we're here, right? So um, yeah, we're just gonna get right back into it where we started the last time. We were all together. We're still in the studio there at the the Toronto uh, Podcast Studio up on uh, Bay Street. Yeah, and now we're just doing it from shit like our, our home studios, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. For the people that listen to us for the first time, this is the Discovery Podcast. The beautiful brother down there, that's Mr. Declan. And up top is my homegirl, Melissa. And uh, yeah, hey we kind of just want to have a conversation with you guys about our experience uh, throughout this whole pandemic, right? Um, and I'll go ahead and just throw it to you guys. Like, when, when did it become real for you guys? I'm going to throw it to Mel because, you know, ladies first. Thanks, thanks. So I guess um, it became real. I was actually going to go to Miami the week that we were put on lockdown. Yeah. And I remember the week prior, um, my family was messaging me saying, I think you should cancel your trip. There's this pandemic going on. Um, it's not really safe to travel, not really safe to go to the States. And I'm like, I'm still going, like, I've I've been waiting for this trip, like, I don't really care what you say, type of thing. And then um, my work, I got an email late at night saying, we're going fully remote. Um, We're not going to be coming into the office anymore. And I'm like, oh, damn, this is like, this is serious. And then um, Miami actually like closed down all their pool bars and um restaurants and hotels and whatnot so I'm like okay I guess I'm not going and that's when they really kind of it kind of hit that this is kind of a real real pandemic like this is really happening um and then I thought okay it might last maybe like a month or two then it just kept going and going and going and still going till now um I moved back home which is really nuts I lived downtown before. So I think in the midst of all that, the biggest change and when it really hit me is when I decided to move back home too. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of, that caps it pretty well. How about you, Dex? Um, I would say when it hit me was, so I went to Thailand in January. So, you know, this was just kind of like, COVID was kind of like the talk. Nothing really happened here in Toronto yet. And then I'm in Thailand, my second week, all of a sudden, it's everywhere you go, you have to walk through a, a, a gate, and it was checking your temperature. And then you go into certain malls, they have the temperature gun, it goes to your forehead. And then it started to hit back in Toronto while I was still in Thailand. Yeah. So then we were kind of like, yo, like, what if we're not allowed back home? Yeah. And I don't want to be stuck in... I mean, Thailand was beautiful, but there's only so much Thai food one brother can eat. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's when it really got real. Like, when I was nervous to land in Toronto Pearson, thinking, what if I haven't? What if they send me back? 
what if I have it? Where are they going to send me? Yeah. And I was actually nervous walking through the airport for the first time ever in my life. That's Did when you I wear was a mask? Were you wearing a mask when you were walking no, through the airport? No, it wasn't mandatory yet. Yeah. No, no one thought, oh, let me wear a mask. That's going to help me. Yeah. There's certain cultures that wore a mask because they were always wearing masks. So then I was like, man, like, that was a little bit nerve-wracking coming through the Pearson Airport. Then I realized, okay, this, this is something. But I would say in the first week when we actually shut everything down and I was driving at 4 o'clock on the 401 and there was no one on the road, I'm like, oh, this is real. Yeah. How about you, Andre? Um, for me, I don't know. Like, there's like so many moments, but one of the first memories I have was of when all the sports leagues shut down. Like, I watch I watch a lot of sports, and the playoffs were about to start, right? And I remember, I think it was like a Thursday. Um, you know, it, it it was announced that like Rudy Gobert and a few of the Utah Jazz had tested positive for the coronavirus at the time and they had just played the Raptors. So we're all like, oh man, like the Raptors are gonna have to quarantine. Like at the time we weren't thinking pandemic and shutdown. We're thinking like, okay, it's how's this gonna affect the Raptors, right? Yeah. And then the next day, it just seems like the whole world started to shut down. Like it was like that, at least the Western world, like we're talking like North America, South America, like that moment when the NBA was like, uh, I think we're done for a while. And then every other sports league on the Fridays started to announce their shutdowns one by one, right? Crazy. And I remember being around some colleagues and like everyone's talking about it, like, oh, it's crazy about that. Like, but no one's reflecting on how it could potentially affect us. We're just thinking about, oh yeah, they can't play sports, like stadium full of people. And then um, I think either that weekend or the following Monday, our premier here in Ontario, Rob Ford said he was going to make announcements like that i think thursday or friday and literally that same week they announced like that ontario was being locked down and only i think it was like essential services were going to be allowed to proceed as per usual with some you know safety protocols right and still it was like okay like it's it's getting pretty serious but they're just being cautious right yeah and then it was like, you're seeing on the news, people are, are going to stores and hoarding and there's like people fighting in grocery stores over toilet paper and stuff. So I'm still thinking like, nah, there's no way. That's like in certain, you know, certain towns or whatever, Vancouver, you know, they love to ride over there. <laughs> so I went to the superstore. Uh, I think it's in Mississauga. Like I went to the superstore and Outside, it wasn't that bad, but I get inside and the lineups were insane. Like each cash register had lineups, like people were waiting for like uh, Justin Bieber or Drake concert tickets. It was crazy. And I was in there for like two hours and I went to the aisle for like the tissue and the toilet paper. It was empty. It looked like they got robbed. Like, there was nothing there. You couldn't even get a Kleenex. Like, you know the little ones in the bags you put in your, in your wall? You couldn't yeah. find that anywhere. No Lysol wipes, no disinfectant, nothing. Something to myself, damn, this, like, this is no joke. Like, 
And that's the moment I realized like, oh, like people are really preparing for this, right? And um, I got a few things, but I still wasn't like going crazy. Like I wasn't, you know, overreacting, so to speak. I try to stay within myself. Um, like it didn't get super real for me until um, a colleague of mine, like they picked up their mother at the airport, right? Drove them home. And then within like a week or so, the mom started to present symptoms. But she had already been around all of us. Yeah. She goes and gets tested and tests positive for COVID-19. And then everybody has to now go and get tested for COVID-19. And it's like, you're hearing like that particular person ended up in the hospital. They did like two, three days in the hospital. I'm texting with them like, and I'm like, yo, this is no joke. So we all go, like I went and got swabbed and you know, like even at the hospitals, those crazy protocols, like at the time, at least you had to like get a ticket and book your time and come back at that time. And then they're letting people in like one or two at a time. They give you a mask. It didn't matter if you had a mask. They give you a fresh mask, sanitizer. They, you run through the entire protocol and then you go in. And then naturally, you know, you're going to ask people like, what does this feel like? Everyone's telling you, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. So you're freaking out. Yeah, you're nervous. Right? They put you in a, like you sit in this little like cubicle thing and then, you know, they swab you and it sucked. I'm not going to lie. It's like they take a Q-tip and like stick it in your brain, like, well, not in your brain, like your eye, like goes through your nose and into like your eye socket, like right into that nasal cavity, and they just twist it around. You know what's funny? I got tested like maybe two months ago because I was running a fever, like like hot. So I got tested to see, to make sure. But they didn't do that in the cavity. What they did was they swabbed the back of my mouth. Yeah, hmm. that's another one. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. They had. They must have had their yeah, reasons. Maybe. Either. Maybe you passed all the other stuff. Like you didn't have enough for them to like do that. In our case, like yeah. because we were exposed to someone who tested positive, like a hundred percent, you had to get tested, right? Yeah. So my mom. Sorry to cut you off, and I'll let you finish. So my mom, when she went, she had to get tested on Saturday before the surgery. Right. And they did the way you got yours done, way up in the cavity. Yeah. Yeah. It's really I know uncomfortable. For- like. Because my mom works at a hospital, so she gets tested every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, it's the only way she's had to do it is up here as well. I yeah. never heard about doing it um, through the mouth. I've so heard that's the, interesting. through the mouth, they get certain places they do it for retests. Okay. Because like if they feel like, you know, you didn't show anything last time and like you don't have any, like, I feel like yeah. they, they could do it that way. But if they really need to confirm, then whoop, up the nose, right? Yeah. yeah, we did that. And then even after the fact, there's still like, um, you still have to quarantine for 14 days. So yeah, like I, I had to stay home, right? Because you never know when they're going to present themselves, right? And if nothing presents itself after the 14 days, then I guess you're semi, like you're good to go. But everybody was still on lockdown. So I did my 14 days and... At first, I was like keeping myself super busy, but then quickly I realized like this is my the first time in my life, or the first time in my adult life, and maybe even as far back as like fourteen or fifteen, that I didn't have like a, like anything formal or scheduled to do. Like there's no school, there's no work, and it was like 
kind of surreal. I know, Mel, you and I had this conversation where it's like, you don't know really what to do with your time. Right? You know, yeah. you do as much work as you can, like whatever work that you have. And then it's like, it's the same four walls, day in and day out. And, you know, the first four or five days, you're like, ah, I got this. And then it starts to get to the week and it starts to drag and you start to really start to feel like, yo, I need to get out of here. <laughs> like, it wasn't a good feeling, but, you know, I stuck it out. I, I did the 14 days, but I couldn't imagine, like, people that had to do it and were sick, you know what yeah. I mean? Or they had to do it and they're quarantining and they're with their families and stuff like that. Because I know people that had to deal with it that way, like, the friend that I was talking about, they have family. And so they had to isolate yeah. themselves in their house, away from their family. You can't see it's hard. them. It's hard, man. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. But um, what did you guys do in terms of, like, especially in the early days, like, what did you guys do for, you know, like, your mental health, physical health, like, what are some things that you guys did? Jax, you can go first, since I went first last time. I was waiting, I'm like, I wonder if she's going to throw it back here. (laughs) Of course. Sorry, you're the real MVP. (laughs) Um, I would say, for, at first, do you know what, me and my girl, we really sat down and created like we created things like but all right cool well we got some downtime let's look at our finances and we set up calls with financial advisors to move money around um we created vision boards for after covid um and then we drank and ate like crap <laughs> like and we weren't actually trying to be in shape yeah and then three weeks later we're like hey we've had enough of this yeah. And we started online boot camp, but to be honest with you, we spent amazing quality time together. That's awesome. Because we live ridiculous, ridiculously busy lives. So for me, like, COVID was great. Like, we had a, but, you know, there are other couples in our lives, their, their COVID was not as fun. They fought all the yeah. time. Um, totally. But, like, just in terms of doing stuff, I caught up on a lot of series. I got through Ozark, Breaking Bad, like all of my uh, uh, homeland, like everything. Like I caught up You're on saying so much. You got to the end of Netflix, huh? You went all the way to the end where it just yes. said you've watched everything. <laughs> watched everything and I enjoyed it. And I'm still doing it. Like I realized for me, like I was going so fast in life. Like I was actually, oh, this is nice. Let me slow down a little bit. Yeah. So like even yeah. now, like, I still watch Netflix once, in, once every two days. Yeah, it was like a forced pause. Like, you had no choice. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people needed that. And I think in the beginning, people were resistant to that forced pause. And that's why, like, I think a lot of people had a hard time. I remember the first, I'd say, seven to ten days of the quarantine. Like, and they were warranted. Everybody was ranting. Everybody was on social media. Just, like, they, people were freaking out. Like, they didn't know what to do with themselves. And... Um, I think it speaks to two things. One, how busy we keep ourselves. And two, how codependent we are. Like people aren't used to being by themselves. Like they're not used to making themselves laugh, you know, entertaining themselves, making themselves happy. We're so dependent on others kind of either bringing that into our lives or boosting our ability to do that. Right. Whereas like, no, go ahead. I was going to say just one thing, like, you know, I was fortunate. I had my I had my girl with me the whole time. 
But then you talk to my sister who is living in New York, who's by herself, yeah. and she's staring at four walls. And then you get the flip side, where you know now we're FaceTiming calls three times a day just to put a smile on her face yeah. because you have no one. And we would say to her, like, listen, at that time, you guys remember COVID was going crazy in New York. Yeah, it was really and bad. It still her, is. Yeah. yeah, it still is. But we're yeah. like, Sue, you know, you had cancer. You're not allowed to go outside. Yeah. You can't. Like, I know you want fresh air. We'll open the window. Because mm -hmm. I'm not trying to come to New York and find you in a semi-truck. Yeah. So, you know, it, there were so many variables with COVID. So. I think for me, because I, I was um, very fortunate in the sense that I still was able to work throughout the entire the entire last seven or eight months it's been. Um, so we I didn't stop working. I was able to keep busy. But at the same time, I was living on my own um, by myself in a 500 square foot apartment. Um, I was going completely crazy. I'm a very active person. I like to work out every morning, um, walk to work, work out in the evenings. I, I was constantly busy. Um, and then I found myself not being able to leave my apartment. Um, at one point, um, they were saying that they might you may not even allowed to be allowed to have visitors. And I mm. like freaked out. I'm like, I need to get out of here immediately. Um, so, and for me in the beginning, it was really tough. I went through a little bit. It's not, I don't even know why I'm laughing, but I went through like a bit of a deep depression, to be quite honest. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I would just felt so sad. I, I would be just normal at home working and then all of a sudden I would start crying for no reason and I hadn't and I had no idea why I'm like I don't know why I'm crying and I would call and for my all friend. of our listeners that is not Mel she is no. super happy super yeah, positive I'm like very positive and <laughs> very me and Andre positive. didn't know that you were going through this I had told Andre um I think a, maybe a month or two in I think when, when yeah we spoke yeah. and like yeah we spoke yeah. and, and I, I remember some of the challenges and I, and I kind of, these are things having known you or know you, knowing you, I knew it without you having to tell me. And then when you told me, it was like, I like, I could see why, because like you are an extremely active person. You live a very uh, structured life, at least professionally anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean, like being able to get up and get your workouts in and be at work early and prepare and like just, you know, you excel in that in that way. So like limiting you and saying like, nah, you can't do all any of those things. And yeah. on top of that, like you can't go outside. And I think the biggest issue wasn't people being told you can't go outside. It was being told you can't go outside indefinitely. That's the worst thing you could do to someone, even yeah. as a child. If someone told you, go stand in that corner for five minutes, it's like, all right. But if they say, go stand in that corner until I tell you to come out, the kids are going to be like, wait, See, what? Like, it's psychologically, it's just I a different the worst thing. Part was, I thought for me, the worst part wasn't that I can't go outside. The worst part for me was I couldn't see loved ones. Yeah. Mm, 100%. You know, and, 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 you know, everyone's different, right, Dre? Like, maybe for you, it was like, you couldn't go outside. But for me, it was like, oh, I can't see my, my parents? 
Yeah. Oh, if I have something, I might have something and not know, and I can kill them. Or like when I see my mom, I have to like, hi mom, I can't come and give you a hug. Yeah. yeah. In my whole life, I've hugged this woman. Like for me, that was the biggest thing. I didn't mind not going out because it was winter. My yeah. ass doesn't want to go out in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And he just yeah. came back from Thailand. Thailand, just yeah. back from Thailand. You I had a crazy great. tan too around that time. Right? Nice time, yeah. I looked like a bald Andre, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so for me, like, and everyone's different, right? Like for me, it was like, oh, I can't see loved ones. That was the hard thing for me. Oh, yeah. totally. That I felt the same way. I couldn't see my niece, my nephew, um, my brother, my parents. I Well, I don't drive, right? And I didn't feel comfortable getting into an Uber to get from downtown to uptown. Um, also didn't feel comfortable taking the subway. So I'm like, I literally can't see anybody. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely put a damper on everything too. And I actually went to... I didn't physically go anywhere, but I started talking to a naturopath, um, just having like phone calls with them. And then I started just getting everything off my chest. I was literally just bawling for an hour every, every time we spoke. And like, <laughs> and she, she was like, I feel your pain through the phone. <laughs> like, this can, is can I ask crazy. A question, yeah. It might be a little bit personal. You don't have to answer. But was yeah, the ahead. pain that you were feeling from things from past that you never dealt with? And now that you were locked in a room, these things started to resurface? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I seriously had no idea why I was feeling this way. I think, again, I think it was just something like the unknown. I didn't know how long this was going to last for. I didn't know whether to move back home or stay in my apartment and just kind of feel this way and embrace like being by myself. I, I didn't know what was really like going on or what was I think going the meeting to is going to cancel. Is the it? meeting no longer has a time limit. Yeah, it means we're good. That's good. We're good. Yeah, Sorry, good. I can't read right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, so yeah, I think it was just more the fear of the unknown, I think the most out of everything. Um, and just not being in my routine. I just, I love routines. Like that's like my thing. Like I wake up at five o'clock every morning. I go and do the same thing every morning. I have my coffee and then I go to the gym and I work out like getting out of that. I was like, mentally, I just wasn't there. And I think, I think that's what kind of, um, hit it for me. Yeah. Like, no, I like, honestly, like I can totally empathize with that. I feel like my ability to, um, I guess, handle the challenge is twofold. One, like, like your mother, my dad works in a hospital as well. And he was just from day one. He's like, yeah, like, listen, this is what, boom, 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 this is what you're going to have to do. We can't see each other, this, that, and the third. Like, so automatically the guilt wasn't there. Like, I didn't have that guilt of like, I'm not going to see my family, this, that. It was like more of like, I understood like growing up in my household, my dad was very like real and he's very, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He's very real. Like he understands the reality of a situation and won't let like emotions dictate his decision-making if it's not the best decision. Right. 
So mm. I kind of understand that. And I'm like him in that way where I understood like we're doing this not because we don't want to see each other, but because it's the best way to keep everybody safe. So automatically mm. now I just started to focus on me. Right. Uh, the first little while, like I said, I was trying to maintain my same like work schedule, like waking up, working on the projects I was working on. And then one day I was just like, I'll never probably get another opportunity to just reset. Right. And I did exactly what Declan did, which was I, I couldn't go outside to get groceries. So I was ordering like the, my Uber Eats and whatever. Uh, what's the other company? Uh, oh, skip the dishes. The dishes. Get the dishes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if you see my credit card <laughs> with like the charges of all these different foods, I, was ordering, I gained like eight, ten pounds in like those two weeks. From just eating, um, I'd get some light workouts in, but it was more like I was doing like stuff I've never done before, like yoga and like, you know what I mean? I'm usually like yeah. trying to hit the weights or doing some athletic training, playing sports, but I was trying to do other stuff. And I was working on um, some flow with Coach Jay, using the app for that. Um, but that was basically it. Like, and I just watch movies and talk on the phone. And it's like being a teenager again, sleep all day, yeah. eat junk food and talk on the phone. That's, it was basically, I pulled it back to when I was like 15. Like, <laughs> and I did that for the two weeks. And then when the two weeks were done, that was it. To me, it's like another four stop. It's like, I'm going outside now. So I started going outside, um, running, uh, training. There's a turf field outside my building. so. Just go out there and train. There's some other people there, but people are socially distancing and try to build a routine within the new reality, right? And I think that's what helped me really pull myself out of that little rut and, um, yeah, get back to as normal as I could, you know, make things be, right? Uh, in terms of, like, positive growth that you guys experience, is there anything you guys want to share? Like... I we shared like how we kind of coped with it and our experiences with the pandemic. But um, I feel like sometimes we focus so much on a negative because it is, it is, it did cause a lot of tragedies for many families. Right. But I'm sure there's a lot of positives as well. Like I know Declan, you mentioned about, you know, taking the time to pretty much get organized and get reset. Right. I, I think for me, when I think about the pandemic, I think like there was so many great awakenings during this pandemic yeah like for example you know when it's mel's birthday we don't have to go take her to an expensive restaurant mm -hmm. we don't got to buy her expensive gifts we could just drive by her house honk her horn and show her how much we love her yeah. <laughs> Do you know what i mean like we yeah. almost started to lose the value of those little things yeah. and how important it is just to go by someone's house Hey, how you doing? You all right? Well, let's just sit on your patio and have a coffee. We don't need to do all these really expensive things because it's more about the value of time than the value of gifts and stuff like that. That was it's a the, it's huge the effort, thing for me. Right? It's the it's effort. effort. Yeah. And the beautiful and then, thing about yeah. effort, it's free. It's free. Yeah. And yeah. I've always said this. I said, I will never, ever be upset at someone who gave their all, who tried, who made an effort. Like, I'll never be upset. Even if you absolutely are terrible at whatever thing that you promised, 
but you tried really, really hard. Like, how? Who am I to be upset at that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like effort is like a big thing. Like, people don't try. Like, they just go with whatever's the easiest solution or the least time-consuming solution because we want to go back to uh, number one, us. You know? I do think there has been an increase in family value. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, 100%. I think that now more than ever, people are spending time like quality time with their families. Yeah. Because they realize like that it's never been taken away. And sometimes, you know, how the old saying goes like, you don't know what you're missing until it's taken away from you. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, we've, we've, we're in a day and age where everybody is very much into themselves. It's just what we do. Everyone's trying to get ahead. Everyone's trying to, you know, whatever it is that they're pursuing. And sometimes we forget that to get to a position where we're able to pursue these things. It took people, it took a village, it took our family, it took our friends to support us um, in order for us to get to that point in our lives. But sometimes we forget or take for granted the ability to connect and thank them and be with them, right? 100%. But I 100% agree with you. And even just how like strategically they slowly would go into phase two and phase three. And it's like, you can have five people and then 10 people. It's really dope because you connect with your closest five or whatever and you rebuild rekindle that and then you introduce maybe like your second wave of friends who are like not maybe your close close friends but they're your good friends and then they move that to 25 and it's just increasing and increasing and it's like i think it's beautiful you get to see honestly who are the important people in your life who you should be giving that time to because like you said time is valuable right but at the same time we can still make time for the people that really really matter you know what i mean 100 percent. i think this is what it reminded a lot of people man and what yeah. you said was like it's, it rings so true it rings so true because i had a friend of mine hit me up he's like oh man just had like a beautiful moment yesterday i almost cried i said what happened he's like on his wedding day well the day that was supposed to be his wedding day has since been postponed like almost everybody in his family drove by their house with signs like happy wedding day that like honking like the neighbors came out and like he almost brought them to tears like it was beautiful. so beautiful right because it's something for them that day probably didn't feel good it's like we're supposed to be married on this day and we're not and then everybody the entire family rallied around them right so it's really dope i think um for me was the family values thing although i'm italian family is like everything for us but since i wasn't living at home i didn't really make the and i just was so busy all the time i didn't make the effort to go see my parents as often as i should um Mm. and then i i went back i moved back home and like now i'm like there i see the morning through night um which is great honestly like I just forgot how much like I miss talking to them on a daily basis and just spending time with them like as simple as waking up and having a coffee with them in the morning just talking about what our day kind of looks like and have a good day and all that type of stuff so that was number one number two was I don't know about you guys but like in the beginning I was like constantly watching the news to hear what Rob Ford was saying and how many cases and like checking the COVID site to see how many cases, new cases we had and all that type of stuff. But then after like two or three months, I'm like, holy, 
crap. <laughs> this is so negative. Like all I'm yeah. doing is like turning on the TV and watching this negativity day in and day out. Like I'm not watching the news anymore. And I think one of the biggest things now is I don't watch the news anymore, which um, I just takes away that whole negative aspect and negativity that the news brings in. And I think um, that was like one of the best things that could have happened to me during the pandemic. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. They say defund the police. I think they need to defund the media. Mm -hmm. I think that they, the media doesn't realize the responsibility that they have on people's mental welfare. Uh -huh. And yes, I believe, listen, you have to report the news. Because totally. to your credit, Mel, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. Yeah. And if you do watch the news, you're misinformed. So it's like, how, where do you really go? Like, there's so many times where I've done research on my own about a particular case or study that they're talking about. I'm like, oh, they, they forgot about this part. But you know what's funny, though, is the fact that, because everybody was watching it, then the whole day, all my conversations with my friends and my family consumed of, oh, did you hear this on the news? Did you hear about this? Did yeah. you hear about that? It like, was all consuming. Yeah, I didn't even need to watch it because at some point in my day, I was going to be told what everybody yeah. else was already yeah. listening to. So mm -hmm. I do think it's a great form, like a great way to be informed 100%. Like there needs to be some sort of broadcast of the news just to be um, informed in that way. But at the same time, it's like, even now, when I haven't seen someone for a long time, it's like, all we talk about is COVID-19 and the pandemic and I'm like I hate it like can we talk about something else yeah, I know 100%. there's not that much there's not that much more exciting things that are happening in our lives right now but like can we be more positive and just talk about 100% it's like it's like um you know I talked about this morning actually I was having a conversation with somebody and I said um you know we can be conditioned for the negative just as much as we can be conditioned for the positive it's just a choice you know what I mean? It's like, do you want to constantly be exposed to negativity and condition yourself to be that way? Like, um, why do you, you know, you mentioned like that you felt like a deep depression. Like a lot of those things, I'm not a, a medical expert by any means, yeah. but I'm sure that it doesn't help when there's perpetual negativity. All you're seeing is negativity, how we're going to be stuck in this for an infinite amount of time. You're not going to see your family this many people died yesterday. This many people could like, that is not going to help somebody uh, be able to lift yeah. themselves up from that uh, feeling. 100%. You know what I mean? It's not. And I think you did the right thing in like kind of not censoring yourself, but like removing yourself from that type of yeah. negativity. I did the same thing with social media. I purged a lot of the accounts that I follow. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like the gossip, it's the negativity. Like they feed off of that and people love drama. And I said like, what am I, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I wasting my time with this negative stuff? So I started unfollowing a bunch of accounts that to me, I was like, this is not bringing anything positive to my life. Like it's not even entertaining, right? It's not even entertaining. So I did kind of like what Declan did, which I started to look forward. I said, what do I need to do to come out of this? stronger and better it's a lot of time right so i started to fo focus on the projects that i had in mind i'm oh, sorry that i was working on with one being zen box so i started to 
look at, you know, the direction that I wanted to take that project in. And uh, there's going to be a lot more coming out in the next coming weeks uh, about that. So I won't get into details about that. And then the other thing was my personal life. Like, where do I want my personal life to, to go in the next year, two years? Like, I'm 31 years old. Like, I want to make sure that my future is a positive one. My future is a happy and successful one. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, the pandemic wasn't an excuse to just sit back. It was like, I got to come out of this stronger. I got to come out of this prepared for whatever comes next. Right. Yeah. So I used that time to do that. And, and that helped me feel good. It helped me feel like, okay, I'm using my time for something constructive. I'm using my time for something positive. Right. So that when this is over, I'm ready for the next step. Right. Like I have a friend who <laughs> she says this cute thing with her kids. And she says, um, girls, like, uh, what's the key to success? And the kids say, preparation is the key to success, right? You got to be prepared, right? You got to be prepared or opportunities will pass you by, right? And it could be something small, right? To something big, but just be prepared. So I spent the pandemic pretty much preparing myself to keep moving forward, right? I don't want this to be a setback year. It could be a pause year, meaning, you know, we were forced to stop at a certain stage of our life, but it shouldn't mean we were going to go backwards. You know what I mean? Um, I understand everyone's situation is different. A lot of people are taking a monetary and economic hit, which can feel like a setback. Yeah. But we can find different ways to move forward, right? That then it doesn't necessarily have to revolve around um, our income and our finances, right? Which I understand is extremely, extremely important, uh, especially living in the country that we live in. But we can't let that we can't let that drag us down. You know what I mean? On a positive note to that though, um, a lot of people were able to come out and get creative and start making businesses, whether yeah, exactly. it's like, um, online. So they were able to now change their careers in a more impactful way where they can now have full control of their lives and be their own boss and work wherever they want and um i think that's that was like one of the most beautiful things that came out of the pandemic as well yeah you saw a lot of creativity um you saw a lot of companies banding together putting aside like the putting aside you know the rivalries and coming together to help like our first responders and and um our frontline workers like our nurses doctors mm -hmm. um which was huge. It was important. It was necessary. I think without, you know, communities coming together, this could have been worse, much worse. Right. You know, I think it's so sad though, that it took the pandemic to realize how important our frontline workers are to us, yeah. how underpaid they are, how bad overworked. our senior citizens, overworked, underpaid, how bad our senior citizens are living. Like it's crazy to me that it took a pandemic for us to have an awakening. Mm -hmm. yeah but, but I also, side, also yeah. no i was gonna I was say like don't say. let a, don't let don't let this be a missed opportunity that's the thing it's like it happened these things that you mentioned happened and are happening but we can't let that be a missed opportunity especially our generation we're the next generation of leaders right there's uh people that we went to school with high school university college 
that are MPs and they're going to be the next uh, premiers and prime ministers and city councilors and mayors. And we're going to have to, you know, put pressure on them to make sure these things are rectified, right? Because all this did was expose that our system's not perfect. We live in a great country, but our system's not perfect. We can continue to strive to be better, right? And that's up to our generation to put that pressure. We can't be selfish and say, oh, that's, that doesn't affect me. I don't, I don't get sick. I'm, I don't go to the hospital. I don't know anybody who's a nurse, who's a doctor. I don't know anybody yeah. who's frontline. So whatever. But there, we notice how many people were affected, right? Thousands, hundreds of thousands, right? So it's like, it's, it's up to us to make sure that these things are not forgotten or just put aside once things start to go back to normal, right? We have to put pressure on the people in charge to, to take care of our nurses, take care of our um, senior citizens, right? So I, I don't know where to begin with that, you know, like political science and like, you know, legislative issues is not my strength, but I'm willing to, to listen to those who are more, you know what I mean? My well, biggest concern is, you're right, I, I, I don't, I'm not a politician. I don't know what the, what's the right way to go about it. My biggest concern is I'm, I don't want certain things to be swept under the rug. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the amount of money that people pay for their grandparents to be in a home or their parents to be in a home, it's like a mortgage. They shouldn't have to be, we shouldn't have to be concerned like, oh, I hope they have a good bed. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, my concern is, you know, we're going to just move forward as a society and we're going to forget about the things. Right. Because that's happened in the past. And I, and the other thing I noticed too, I don't know if you guys noticed this on like socials, like Twitter, comment sections, it's like everything is being politicized. So, you know, if, you know, what, like Doug Ford does something, then people that are liberals are attacking because oh. it, it's like a conservative leader doing something. If Trudeau does something, people that are conservatives are attacking him because he's liberal. It's like, for once, let's just put the politics aside and look at it as a human issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a human issue. This is not a game. Like, this is people getting sick and dying. Like, this is serious stuff. And if we can't put our differences aside and come together to, like, find solutions, like, real long-term solutions and, like, I don't know. I feel like we can't sit here with our chest up and say like, oh, Canada, like we're better than the Americans. No, we're not. Like we, we got to take care of ourselves first. Like we got to take care of home. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't be pointing at someone else's yard and say, man, that guy's yard is not, it's so ugly. It doesn't even mow it. Does it looks kind of dry with all the patches and yet yours is not taken care of. Like you got to take care of yours first before you start judging somebody else. You know what 100%. I mean? And I feel like... <clears throat> A lot of people are ignorant to that. They feel like Canada's beautiful. Like they, they don't know one that got affected by COVID-19. They have no one in, in, um, in, in uh, retirement homes. They, they don't have any close friends that are nurses, doctors, police officers, firefighters, paramedics. So to them, it's like this thing all went by and it, they didn't affect them in any way other than the fact that they didn't have to go into work physically. Yeah. <clears throat> That's scary. It's scary that a lot of people this whole thing could pass by and to them, nothing changed. 
right? And that's where we can use our platform and try to educate, try to get spark like an interest in those people to educate themselves, do some research and find out what kind of pressure you can put on your MPs to make these changes, right? Because it's, sure. it's through the MPs that we're going to get these changes, right? Sure. Um, again, not to dive too much into politics, but that's how the system is set up. Like you can't just go and do something. It has to go through your MPs and through, I don't know where it goes after that, but maybe some of our political science friends can like comment, hit us up, let us know, or maybe jump on to the next episode and, like, yeah, 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 and, and educate us a little bit. But yeah, these are conversations we need to have. I know today we kept it as a little bit lighter because we're just, you know, catching up. We haven't done this in a while, but we're going to really dig deep, use our platform to really bring light to a lot of the, the current topics. We're talking about social justice, uh, we're talking about education, um, and, you know, just relationships, different things as we go along. I think we're going to try to keep this as organic as possible and just have these conversations. And, um, you know, the more you guys want us to discuss, just email us, comment, DM us. Um, you guys want to actually remind everybody of, of your social handles? It's been a while. Ladies sure. first. <laughs> At Mel Spads. You can hit me up there. How do you spell that, though? Oh, M-E-L-S-P-A-D-Z. Okay, spads in the house. And I'm at Declan R, D-E-K-L-O-N-R. It's plain right. and simple. And you can follow me at Z-E-N-B-O-K-S, at Zenbox. Uh, just DM us. Um, we'll try to get these out as often as possible. And uh, yeah, it's just good. It's good to kick it with you guys, man. It's been a while. I wish you could be doing this in the same room like we used to and be able to feed off each other's energy. One day, brother, one day. One day we'll get back well, to it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'm curious to know, like, I know my background's not going to change. So I'm curious to know how many different backgrounds you guys are going to be in. <laughs> oh, mine's going to change. Gonna change. The monster... The, the monster's, monster's gone. Gonna, we love the monster. The monster's though. not going to be chilling. Like, is that the monster from Monsters Inc? Because I know you had like Disney Plus popping in your house. Um, I have no idea, to be quite honest. I just know that there's a storm coming tonight, according to my niece, and <laughs> we have to hide from the mon the blue monster. There's a oh blue, there's an orange, and then there's a red monster. Well, we should get her on the podcast. Yeah, if it starts the storm tonight, grab. like if it starts the storm tonight, you gotta ask her for the lotto numbers because she's a problem. Right? <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Oh man, this was very fun, guys. Uh, we're gonna try to get back to it as soon as we can. Uh, you'll try to get some some people to join us, some guests, some friends, um, and we'll just you know keep attacking the conversations that you know a lot of people want to have or have been having, and just try to use our our platform for as much positivity as possible. For sure. All right, we'll sign off for today, and then uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, everyone. Be safe, guys. Have a good one. All right. Take care.